Appreciate you tuning in. You know, there's been a lot going on right now with people talking about how what's going on with the U of A coaching search, and nobody really knows what's next year going to look like. Just basically a lot of questions, and we've covered that in depth here, and we're going to continue to cover that in depth, but wanted to shake things up a little bit, go with a little bit more of a lighthearted episode. And I wanted to talk about guys who are in the NBA right now, U of A basketball players, talk a little bit about those guys and kind of what the past held and what the future looks like. I didn't realize it at the time, but growing up, when my dad would leave in the morning, he would always leave me the sports section. And that basically became my template for everything. Whenever I wanted to see a guy who was doing really well, I always looked in the sports section because they had statistics right there. And that was the part that was cool. You could go up and down the list and you could see how many players. And I didn't realize it at the time, but that was just a really unique time period to be a U of A basketball fan. Because while Arizona didn't have any of the Hall of Fame type guys, you had basically a ton of guys who would be in the Hall of very, very good. And I'll never forget, there was a time when there was a headline that said, Arenas outduels Allen Iverson. And that was really kind of indicative of what it was like back then. You would go down the box scores and you would see Gilbert Arenas, 27 point per game average. Mike Bibby, 19 point per game average. Jason Terry, 19 point per game average. Richard Jefferson, 19. I know I'm going to get redundant here, but 19 was really a number that a lot of these guys stuck at. And Andre Iguodala, same thing. And what was fun about that era, and I'm not telling anybody out there anything that they don't already know, but what was fun, though, is that these guys were, you felt like you knew them. And a lot of that was because of the media access. Guys were able to fit in you could see these guys mature before your eyes even a guy who is here like a year or two the two-year guy Mike Bibby your first real two-year as close to a one and done as Arizona got at that point you knew that Mike Bibby was about basketball he didn't really care about anything else and he was always going to be working with Josh Pastner on his basketball ability even Gilbert Arenas two years left A lot of people were kind of confused when he left, saying, what the heck's going on right here? Gilbert Arenas just left. But you still knew that he was the goofy guy. He was kind of the berserk one to Jason Gardner, who was really the steadfast, steady type. Jason Terry, you knew what he was. You knew that he was the goofy guy. And as you watch these guys metamorphosize into big-time NBA talents, it was easy to see. And that was the fun part about watching these guys. Now, again, it was always a little frustrating for a shallow kid like myself because we had so many different guys who were on the fringe of maybe being a Hall of Famer or a perennial NBA All-Star. But the only guy who really reached the apex where he was a top 10 player was Gilbert Arenas. And as we all know, that Gilbert Arenas, his his career came and went really fast. And 
everybody else, it seemed Jason Terry almost gets to 20,000 points. Mike Bibby, some of the biggest moments. They never quite got there, but it was always fun to check in the paper because you knew that as far as points per game went, you were going to have a ton of guys at Arizona who were going to be filling up those box scores and filling up those box scores in a big way. Things are a little bit different now, and it's not really Sean Miller's fault. He's brought in a ton of talent. There really isn't the connection there. But on this show, though, the cool thing about this is that even when Arizona basketball is out of season, we can check back in and see which guys are doing what, who's still out there, who's really making a mark for themselves. And that's what we're going to do coming up here next. And there's quite a few guys that we can talk about who have really, that none of them are going to be those Hall of Fame type guys, but they're going to be close enough right there, not to the loot era, but guys that will, guys that have really made a mark for themselves in the NBA. And I'll tell you one thing, if any of these guys like to work on cars, they've probably gone to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is absolutely fantastic because it helps you with every single thing that you need and more so than anything for a lot of guys who let's be honest probably aren't on the computer a lot don't have great navigational skills rockauto.com is where you want to go rockauto.com is the easiest thing to make it work for you because you can go there and you can just push in what part are you looking for and you're going to be able to find out almost immediately what is what you need and it's going to be easy and it's going to be quick and it's going to be cheap. Give rockauto.com a look. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm Mike Luke. He's not the best player that Sean Miller has produced who has gone on to the NBA. But if there is one player that has captivated the minds of U of A basketball fans, it is 100% Mr. TJ McConnell. McConnell, I got to be honest with you, the point guard transfer from Duquesne, I never saw making it in the NBA. Not only that, I didn't even think he had a chance. And the reasons were pretty straightforward. He couldn't shoot. He had kind of that Bob Cousy set shot, which is never enticing to look at by any means and there were just times where he just couldn't score and that was where I was wrong though because I didn't take into account the other factors that he had going for him and first and foremost that's that he has to quote some other people some of the most elite intangibles that you will ever find on a basketball court and a lot of times you see guys who are good athletes but they're not really quote-unquote good athletes because there's issues that they have in their game that haven't been, that aren't able to be corrected. Some, a lot of guys can jump really high and run really fast, but you know what? At the end of the day, they can't move laterally or they don't have the quick hands, which always limits their ability to be able to become a big-time player, a big-time entity in the NBA. TJ McConnell doesn't have any of those problems. And you saw that the other day when he had a 10-steal game, tied the NBA record for steals and a half, and just basically causing havoc all over the court. TJ McConnell's probably never going to be a starter in the NBA or a consistent starter because some of the drawbacks that we talked about are still there. But 
Honestly, though, he's a guy, though, that is going to be able to carve out a long, pesky time for himself in the NBA, and that's because of the work ethic that he has been able to deploy throughout his career. And more so than anything, he is just somebody you want on your team because is there going to be anybody that is going to push your point guard more than if you have Mr. TJ McConnell out there causing havoc for people? I don't think so. And honestly, I don't think anybody else out there thinks so as well. That's why he is such a unicorn in that regard. And however long this thing lasts, and again, I think you're going to be seeing this guy in the NBA for the next five, six years. It's going to be fun to watch because it shouldn't work, but man, it works in a big way. If TJ McConnell doesn't pass the eye test, one guy that does pass the eye test is DeAndre Ayton. Now, for a lot of people out there that are confused and saying, why didn't you lead with DeAndre Ayton? The reason is, is because as good as DeAndre Ayton is, I don't feel that he's ever going to reach his apex the way that TJ McConnell has. Arizona's had a lot of great players come through here, and we've named a lot of them. But there isn't anybody that comes close to the physical abilities, the physical talent that DeAndre Ayton has. Ayton, everybody knows, was one of the highest-rated kids in high school for basically since he was a freshman. And when you watch him for five minutes, you can tell why. He's built with an incredibly unique body. It's all lean muscle. He looks basically like David Robinson physically. And when you watch him, he's got great hands. He's got great touch. When he's motivated, he can do basically whatever he wants. He essentially, in my opinion, should be a guy that can get you 25 and 12 every single game at the next level. And while the Suns are winning games now, he really isn't that type of a guy. He's going to be more of a rim runner, and that's fine. You know, he's going to be more of that guy that's probably going to be about 14 points, 12 rebounds, something to that effect. But when you're the of talent that he has, I don't want you to be Clint Capella. I want you to be David Robinson. And I just don't think that that's ever going to be in the cards for him. He's going to make a lot of money. But when I first saw DeAndre Ayton step foot on campus, I thought, man, if he, this guy reaches his potential. We're talking about one of the all-time greats to ever play basketball. That's not going to happen. The motor really isn't there. He doesn't really like going down in the low post. And all that's fine. He'll be a guy that's probably going to be around 15 and 12, going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. But I don't ever see him being the guy that is going to be able to take that next step, that's going to be able to cause havoc for other NBA teams in the way that a first pick, and a guy of his talent should be. He is incredibly good, but watching him closely as a Suns fan, I don't feel that he's ever going to reach that next level. Another guy that came onto campus and certainly looked the part in a big, big way was Lowry Markinen. Now, he comes on campus at seven foot who can shoot, but he could do a lot more than just shoot. He could take guys down in the low block. He was physically imposing out there at times when he chose to be. And you heard comparisons to Dirk Nowitzki early on. And while those aren't fair, because honestly, no comparison to Dirk Nowitzki is ever fair, he definitely had a unique, unique skill set. And we've seen that in the NBA, but 
he's also become just more of kind of a shooter that doesn't do a ton else. I'm curious to see what happens with him if he goes to a different different environment, say a place that knows how to use him a little bit better, maybe the Golden State Warriors, wink, wink, Steve Kerr, a place like that. Because while he's a 16, 17-point-a-game guy now, I could see him being 21, 22 on a good team if he's utilized right and not basically just put in the situation where you're going to have you stand out there on the corner and just shoot threes and not really do anything else. That, to me, I think doesn't utilize what he can do or the abilities that he really has. Coming up next, we've got, we're going to talk a little bit about the most, maybe the most athletic guy that's ever come through Arizona. And if you've ever bet on an NBA dunk contest, you should be using betonline.ag because you would know about Aaron Gordon and you would know about a lot of the abilities that he has. Betonline.ag is absolutely fantastic because you can go there and you can bet anything you want. There's nothing that is really out of bounds and it makes everything fun and it makes everything easy. This isn't your normal sports book and that's what's great about betonline.ag. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. This is Mike Luke going down and just kind of talking about some of the guys that are in the NBA right now, some Sean Miller disciples. And one player that we need to get to, though, is Mr. Aaron Gordon. Now, Aaron Gordon is probably as good an athlete as has ever come through to the U of A, being that he is capable of defending what, three or four positions, lateral quickness, dexterity, everything is there. The main question that I think a lot of people had with Aaron Gordon was, what was going to be his upside? How far would he be able to take his game? And I was one of those people as well. And I think that kind of like these other guys, we've seen that while Aaron Gordon can be very good, he is not going to ever take that that level and become a superstar. And the main reason is, is some of the concerns that people had before and that he doesn't have great ball skills. The shot is definitely getting better, but he's kind of plateaued out in that regard. And he's going to fall into kind of that realm where, you know what, he'll be a 16, 17 point per game guy, but he's probably never going to really be able to take it to that next level. And that's not a bad thing. But kind of like all of these other U of A guys, none of them are really going to ever be great. And that's because you've always got a little bit of a flaw, something that's holding people back to a certain extent. And for an Arizona program that is incredibly proud, it's kind of weird talking about this, being that probably not going to have a Hall of Fame type player here in quite a while. The only one I think that could have that potential is DeAndre Ayton. But as we talked about before, there's a lot of reasons why that probably won't occur. But Sean Miller doesn't hasn't produced the pros to the extent that a guy like Lute Olson has. But just like Lute Olson, he's produced some really good guys, but never anyone that really was kind of at that next star level. And you've got some other guys that are littered throughout the NBA. You know, your Rondé Hollis, Jefferson's, Stanley Johnson's still hanging around. You know, guys of that ilk who will be around for a while. But, you know, at the end of the day, there really isn't going to be that next level guy. 
But who knows? Maybe that guy does come around at some point. I wanted the show to be a little bit lighter, like I said, mainly because there's just so much stress right now going on with the U of A and about what Sean Miller's going to what's going to happen with Sean Miller. What exactly is going to be Arizona's outlook for the following season? What's it, their outlook going to be for the next few seasons? And I get that. And we've talked about that. And we're going to continue to talk about that because to quote people on the radio, that's generally what they mean by playing the hits. That's what people really do depend and care about here. But there are some lighter things that when it comes to this podcast and watching guys throughout the NBA making us proud, you know, DeAndre Ayton's on one of the better teams in the league and putting up 14 and 12, Lowry Markin and Aaron Gordon, as we talked about. And the one thing that I think we can all tip our caps to is that these guys are all good kids, too. You don't really hear anything negative about any of these guys. And... You know, in this day and age, I don't think that that's something that we should really be taking for granted. So we're going to keep you updated for the rest of the year, obviously, on these guys. We might talk a little bit of NFL at some point. You know, obviously, Rob Gronkowski's still there. But I just wanted to kind of lighten things up a little bit. We're going to be back hot and heavy tomorrow talking about what's going on with the U of A basketball coaching search and everything that does pertain to that. But I can't thank you guys enough for listening to Locked On Wildcats, and we'll be back with you tomorrow 